1: Support for today's show
2: comes from Deloitte. Do you want a career that meets you where you are and takes you where you want to go? Whatever your individual ambitions, motivations, and skills may be, discover your potential at Deloitte, right along with purpose-driven teams and a difference-making culture. Be seen for who you are and celebrated for what you bring. Discover your impact at Deloitte. Learn more at deloitte.com
1: us slash Hi,
3: I'm Kara Swisher, Editor-at-Large of Recode. You may know me as someone who's pretty sure I know what the L word is, but in my spare time, I'm just a reporter and you're listening to Recode Decode, a podcast about power change and the people you need to know around tech and beyond. We're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today, I'm in Los Angeles, and we have a full house of amazing women from Showtime's The L Word, Generation Q. The series is a sequel to the original L Word, which ran from 2004 to 2009. Here in the studio, we have the show's executive producer and writer, Eileen Chaikin, and three of the stars, Jennifer Beals, who plays Bette Porter, Catherine Menig, who plays Shane McCutcheon, and Leisha Haley, who plays Alex Pizzecki. Is it Pizzecki? Well,
2: it's Alice Pizzecki. Pizzecki. <laughs> Alex Pizzecki. But well, thanks for remembering. <laughs> you,
3: got my, you
4: got my last name right and you got oh, Alice's right. Of course I got yours
3: right. But anyway, no, Alice is wrong, but I got your first name. Anyway, thank you so much for coming in. Just so people know, we have known each other for a long, long time, correct? Yeah, this is for yep. Finally, a long time. A yep. long time. We and met it's you, been when a joy. you did the it, When you did the L word originally. So I want to talk about a range of things, including way back when. And Jennifer's making faces at me and she's trying kind of <laughs> to knock me off my game, but it's not no, going to happen. I'm just enjoying. <laughs> being here with Elon everybody. Elon Musk doesn't fuck with me, Jennifer, so <laughs> please keep careful. Um, so we're going to talk about a range of things, including before, but I want to go into the history of the L Word. So I'd love to get, like, the the, the original one, because at the time, it was a very uh, groundbreaking show and, and was on Showtime for the first time. It was a long series. It ran many, many seasons. Talk a little bit about the origins of the idea of it, because now series are the thing, like this idea of series, but it was one of the first that really pioneered that.
5: Well, there were series. There were series, but
3: I'm saying that it <laughs> but, got... The, the, no, no, but the way they'd done it, the Sopranos, yeah, absolutely. All, all of these.
5: I, and I mean, series were not like the hip thing to do at the time. I wasn't looking to do a series. I never wanted to work in television. Back then I was a movie writer, which was a much more respectable thing to do at the time. But I wanted to write about being gay, weirdly. I don't know why, but I did. It mm-hmm. was, you know, my life experience. And I had written all kinds of things that never touched on it. And so I had this idea, and I had young children at the time. I think I have twin girls, and I think they were two years old. They're now 24. Mm-hmm. So that gives you That's a little cool. bit of a kind of framework. Um, I couldn't sell a project either to the movies or to television about the experience of being a lesbian. Um, network television you're talking about. Network to yeah. anywhere. Right. I mean, network television was pretty much almost the only television. I mean, Showtime and HBO, they both were just starting. But anyway, I wound up selling it to Los Angeles Magazine, of all places, and I wrote an article for Los Angeles Magazine about the the gay and lesbian baby boom mm-hmm. in L.A. Which is called Gayby, right? This is the Gayby boom, mm-hmm. yeah. And it wound up on the cover of L.A. Magazine back then. It, was, it wasn't even 2000 yet. But it didn't kill the urge. I found out that I liked writing about being gay, Mm -hmm. about gay experience, about LGBTQ people. I felt like there was more to say. And so I took the article into Showtime where I had just written a movie. And I said, what about doing something about this? And I said, you know, I don't know much about television series, but maybe a television series. And I kind of got laughed out of the room. But then some months later, they came back to me and said, you know what, let's try
3: it. That's and kind this was, of- HBO was already starting to do this, and Showtime was trying to find a, an edge into the... Into
5: yeah. The- I mean, Showtime was trying to define what a Showtime series was, and it was something that you couldn't find elsewhere, certainly not on broadcast television. And they were doing Queer as Folk, and they thought they should maybe do the... This staff companion piece right, and uh, Jennifer, you were doing uh, you, all of
3: you three, and I want to sort of when you were thinking of Hollywood at this point, it wasn't this wasn't the, the place, the, the, the top place, I would say, or not, or maybe it was What do you mean? was going the top to place? going to do a series like this? What did you think when you were doing it?
6: For me, I do, I've always followed the story. It doesn't matter where it is You've, for me, I follow the story and the people with whom I get to experience that story mm-hmm. And so you didn't have
3: it. You were like, this is interesting, and I like this, yeah, too. Yeah, at
6: the time, I was offered two shows right. um, simultaneously from <laughs> What
3: Showtime. were they?
6: What was the other one? One was a show called The Ranch mm-hmm. that was about— uh, A ranch. A ranch uh, prostitutes. No, prostitutes <laughs> in uh-huh. Nevada. Oh, right. And then the other was The L Word. So it was,
5: Jennifer, do you want to play a whore or a lesbian? Right. <laughs> or mix.
3: <laughs> and you guys were sort of yeah, you were young actors. Did you, it was just, here's a job, this is great, or did you think it would be this groundbreaking
4: I, start. I, I lived in New York when, uh, I feel like I've told this story a hundred right, times, right. but for the 101st, um, I, I, I was living in New York and I got sent the pilot and my manager said, you should have a look at this. She's like, but it's called Earthlings.
3: Right, that's right. <laughs> yes, and that's right. I was like, great. what the
4: hell is Earthlings? Mm-hmm. I don't like science fiction, it's not my thing, and then, you know, after a few pages I was like, okay, I was completely wrong, the title was misleading. And um, typical, flew out to L.A., tested for it, that's where I met Leisha. Cause she uh, tested for Shane as well.
2: Mm -hmm. I did. I mean, I should have gotten it, but
4: it was was neck and neck, though, wasn't it? We were. It was was neck and neck, and we were the only two testing. Uh And. um, I got Whoa. the I got the job, and I wondered after I got the job. I thought I said, I wonder if that cute blonde girl is going to be on the show. I really uh-huh. liked her, yeah. and yeah. Then when, when I comb flew to Vancouver, and and walked into the production office, you were the first person I saw.
5: But yeah. Basically, we created Alice for Leisha. Oh, you That's did. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Why didn't she get the Shane roll? Just curious. I had a great twist on it. I what was I, it?
2: I, I had a prop, and <laughs> which actually freaked Kate out when she saw me at <laughs> yeah. the audition. I had a comb in my back pocket, and I was going to kind of do like a fawn thing, like a always, <laughs> just always have a comb ready to cut anybody's <laughs> hair. <laughs> I'm really proud of that choice. It got I me love far. It. Oh my oh but yeah, god. Yeah, I was doing music. I was in a a band that, you know, was pretty like defunct at that point point. and I the rumor mill and around the lesbian world was that there was this show that was happening and I should go audition. So I called my music manager. I didn't have an agent or manager and I was like, "Can you get me an audition?" And then
3: there you have it. There I have All right, it. The reason I have there this back is a lot of the listeners don't know how this happened. I know you've told the stories a million times, but it was a very different media environment then, too. Uh, it, it, was, it was just there was the networks, which were dominating everyone thinks still. There was the shift towards cable. But there was no Internet to speak of. There was no streaming. Uh, Netflix was very small. Um, and it was a very different way to think about being an actor and also a creator in in this environment. I w- and then we're going to fast forward to today. What's the differences? But w- talk about that because you had no – there was no social media. One of the things I remember us all meeting, mm-hmm, I kept telling mm-hmm. you this Twitter thing was going to be big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You I thought, oh, she's lit- so wrong. You, you did. You all yeah. laughed in my face. We you made fun of like, the why name Twitter. you just
5: uh, pick up the phone and call yeah, I, I don't think hear, you said right. that. Right? You actually sat at my dining room table and created my Twitter account. Oh, did I? Just mm. thought it was stupid. <laughs> I remember something else
2: you, you showed me once was the magnetic adapter to the iPads. Yeah, yeah. You, it was new, and you're like, there's this thing, so if you kick it off the table, it's going to, you know, it was a whole thing you
3: were showing us. Oh, that's an exciting moment <laughs> and in it technology. It was. Too. I wasn't around yet. Well, what I was trying to get through to you, because I, you don't also remember, but I did a, a thing at Sundance when I think we were there where oh, yeah. I had Reed Hastings, Chad Hurley, the head of YouTube, and others, and I was like, streaming's going to be it. It's going to be this thing. But talk about the media environment then for creators and actors. I'd love to sort of get your thoughts. Why don't we start with you guys? How it was just TV was it or movies or or you hadn't thought of the elements that were about to change rather severely?
4: I had done a TV series prior to this show, and that's and I and I did a few films, but TV's what I understood more. Mm-hmm. Um, but TV was was you know sort of the the redhead step kid in comparison to film at that time. and uh, it's certainly not what it is now. So there wasn't as much competition for roles, even, like there is now.
3: Right. Or the amount of content that exists. Oh, yeah.
4: yeah, Right. And there was
3: no web TV. There was nothing to speak of in that. Web TV.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you you would have, at that point, you had, like, emails, you know, and your title was, like, you know, 15 characters. Like, that was, like, emails were, you know.
3: So you were all competing to be in the sort of the traditional Hollywood environment. Yeah. Right. And and you, you you've you been in movies and t- television and stuff like that. Had you thought that you had a lot of power then? Because it's changed. The creator-actor role has changed rather significantly, I would say.
6: I never thought about power. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I thought about story. Story again. Like you go and you serve the story. And if somebody wants to offer me something, then that's wonderful. If I have to go audition for something like, you know, Devil in a Blue Dress or, or whatever, then yes, I'll go audition. But... I just i've never thought in terms of power dynamics
3: and what about for better, the way it's for distributed and where people watch it have you thought about that or the I format literally,
6: i literally think about the experience in, in and terms 9 of- times out of 10 i don't watch it mm-hmm. and i'm glad that people enjoy it and i'm and i you know thanks to you in, enjoy interacting with fans mm-hmm. uh, occasionally on on social media and it makes me happy to see their gratification in, in terms of the, how they experience the story, but it's it's always been about story.
3: About so you think that stays no matter what technology is being used? Yeah,
6: it's irrelevant. Like you want people to see it. Certainly, for, from a business standpoint, it's important. But from an actor standpoint, it simply means I have more uh, venues to and more stories uh, that I can be a part of.
5: Right. It's the one constant in mm-hmm. all of this mm-hmm. story? I mean, no matter what the distribution channels are, no matter where it's happening, whether it's film, television, whether it's streaming, cable, broadcast, it's still always about the story. But when you were making the show at the
3: time, it was a very... What I'm trying to get to, because I want to talk about now, what the difference mm-hmm. between then and now, you had this environment where there were few stories of diversity. There are few stories and voices that were different. And it was a, it's a Hollywood, which is still largely run by white men, essentially, um, but the, not, not the ability to speak out in any way.
5: It was, at the time rare and bold, but it also was what we were there to do. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. how Showtime was trying to define themselves and distinguish themselves. And so the very fact that we were doing something that had never been done elsewhere and couldn't be done elsewhere, telling stories about a virtually unrepresented population was the thing that made it appealing to them. It was, I mean, I, I often said, As radical as it was to make a television show about a group of lesbian friends and lovers, the only reason the show got on was because it was about a group of lesbian friends and lovers. If I wanted to tell a story about a bunch of women friends, I couldn't have sold it. Mm -hmm. But I I could make this show because I was pulling back the curtain on an experience, on a culture, on a lifestyle if you want to call it that that hadn't been seen or or talked
3: about in film and television so when you guys are thinking about it being an actor when you were making this show you were we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like being a executive producer later like what's the difference in how you think about the media right now but when you're 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 doing that talk about the experience of doing it at the time because it became sort of this uh, a version of a viral sensation, it, but it was differently, you were more, uh, uh, not attacked on streets, but attacked on streets. It was a very different uh, feedback loop that you get from fans and things like that. Uh, talk a little bit about what it was like then, and then we'll talk about what the, the experience is now.
2: Well, we were really surprised at the success of it. I know that for me, when I this first... Is this is
3: Leisha. This is Leisha. Alex, personal whatever you
4: called me. Are you
3: digging uh, in a yeah, so i I we, still want to <laughs> ask you about your logo on your show up on the new episodes, but go ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was going to be sort of an underground, like almost like an indie movie at the time, like television version. I never thought it was going to become what it did. So I think when we all met each other, it was like lightning in a bottle, we often say, because it was the, the, the chemistry between all of us was incredible, and we knew we were making something really special. We just didn't know how the world was going to receive it. But and we knew it was great.
4: And we also filmed the show in Vancouver, so we were in our Canadian bubble, and we relied mm-hmm. on one mm-hmm. another for mm-hmm. uh, for company and for dinners and for socializing and, and roommates. Work. Roommates, yeah. <laughs> right. So it was a real uh, family atmosphere for six months, you know, up north. And because social media didn't exist, you didn't have that immediate mm-hmm. reaction that you have now. I know that they used to have um, screener. Parties. nights. Screener parties. were mm-hmm. And they would make a night around the show. And that was very popular. And I know they're doing that now. They as well. are. I don't know they if they it, are. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it at the same level as it yeah. used to be? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. To yeah. Do I, do do like, it. I love that. One?
6: That's one yeah. of my favorite things, how it it uh, creates community. It
4: mm-hmm. creates community, but that's. but but Joint You'd watching. have to see it physically to understand it. Uh, right. Because you wouldn't be able to look at your phone and, be, and say, oh, look how many followers are. Yeah, the show none has. of that
2: exists. Like, I think there were message boards that we checked into. Like, at that the was end it. Of the message
4: yeah. boards. Yeah. Right. There was the message and we're like, oh, boards. Right. Do you message boards? Well, and we like, people remember message boards? Yes, art. I remember there was message boards. I remember too. four
3: message boards. There yeah. was, uh, you know, AOL pioneered them, uh, obviously, and then it moved. And then there was blogs, and then blogs started in certain, you know, you were super popular among the gay blogs. Um, But they were small. They were very small media.
4: It was after Ellen, I think, that uh, that always would do recaps. Yes. That's how I met Liz Feldman, because she would do recaps, and I thought she was really funny. Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 that was I think the the nebulous and then it expanded but it's not at the level that things are at now well what's mm.
3: interesting about Elward to me is it did have that element of virality well we took I had Eileen on stage at one of my events uh, talking about uh, Empire and black Twitter and how it became popularized there and it moved it became a hit show in a very different way of the way it sprinkled through media yours was a version of that with the tools at the time which was mm. which was mm-hmm. um, message boards a small small blogs and word of mouth, which is doesn't happen now. It's a very different environment. And so it was kind of an interesting phenomenon. And there, there, you can't say there were too many shows like that, that, that it was an unusual thing because you have an affinity group that actually met online, which is interesting, and were used to the tools. Gay people had been using these tools very early in order to meet each other. And so they had those links. But there was very little in terms of mainstream media in order to signal it. Um, you all didn't really pop into the mainstream media for quite a l- while, I think.
5: Well, when the show debuted, <laughs> we got some mainstream media right. attention. I yes. mean, mm-hmm. we got a cover of New, New York, York Magazine, magazine. Mm-hmm. before the show even debuted. Mm-hmm. But then it did remain very much a community phenomenon for a number of years before it, I, I wouldn't say it exploded, I think that it just kind of bled out. Mm-hmm. Well, I had so many. <laughs> I had so many
6: straight women come up to me and say how much they loved the show, mm-hmm. and that it it just reminded them of their own friendships with their female friends, and mm-hmm. and that it. Uh, you, so you had a crossover audience in that.
4: It was also because uh, the original we had commentary. And so when 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 the characters were having conversations, commenting on their being gay. on being oh, gay and yeah. and 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 the circumstances surrounding that, other people could relate to that in different ways, including straight women. Mm-hmm. They could. It was
2: yeah, just like a conversation between Shane and Alice, like, "How do you spot a gay woman?" And mm-hmm. then we'd break it down, and <laughs> like, you know things like that. And it was kind of like teaching people in a in a way, right? Mm-hmm. It's a
5: like gay primer.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that was was uh, important about it is to show these lives. I, I, I mean, you're going to hate my question, is that, that it was of its time, though. One of the things we're going to talk about in the next section about what's changed and, that, and why, how, where you, you all went from there. Um, but when you look at it, ha, one of the things that's harder when you don't have constant feedback cycle, which occurs now. Everything that happens on a show gets reacted to and reacted to. And I think you can't help as creators and executive producers and even actors not react to the react. Action. Um, but you didn't—what The, 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 the
5: what, what do you think of the environment with the fan uh, back and forth? Well, it happened when we were making the original L Word. <laughs> when we started, none of it existed, mm-hmm. and it evolved over the course of time so that by the time we finished, it was a thing. It was <laughs> It was understood to be one of the most important ways that the people that make shows Interact with the people that watch them. Mm-hmm.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Right in the middle, with the message boards and all the commentary, I was, you know, starting to feel what it's like with, you know, fans just enraged with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You really yeah. got it all. And yeah. Yeah. It all came down on Eileen. Yeah. She it got did. hammered. Breaking up <laughs> Bette and Tina was <laughs> just one of the worst things I ever did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dana dying. That's yeah. One. And it all happened it Carmen happened Leaven. online in this new medium and it happened in the world. I mean I would get off planes and there would be women standing in the airport running at me and saying, How could you break them up? <laughs> <laughs> But now it all <laughs> happens online. But, but can, can I, I actually... Go ahead, sir? I was just going to
6: ask, what was the impetus f- then for our chart? Were you seeing those comments and things that were yes. online and then trying to... This was how a social media network
3: that? we tried to start, yes.
4: which I helped which you was with. Was it how was how Facebook. You, really. It was Facebook before Facebook. Was it, was it was a good idea. It was actually a great idea.
5: It was even yeah. before Facebook because when we first thought of it, it was MySpace. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Right. I mean, right. right. And it started Although with, I think we all agreed MySpace sucked, but... We, we did, but... We didn't know Facebook was coming. You might have, but I certainly didn't. Mm-hmm. And it started as a storyline. Right. Mm-hmm. We were Alice, who would be the one to notice that this was happening. Said, "I'm going to do that. I want to start a lesbian MySpace." Right. Mm-hmm. And she did. And then every year, I would have these meetings with Showtime as we were booting up the show, in which they would say, "So, what are the what are the business opportunities? What kinds of kind of?" partnerships can we make out in the world, products, things. And I said, well, Alice is starting a lesbian myspace. What if we really do that? (laughs) And It was an idea well
3: before its time. But the the idea I was trying to get through is that there is a dialogue happening and that there is an affinity and that there will be groups where people want to communicate in ways that they didn't want to. And I think early is what you would say about a a, a thing like that versus – It was the correct idea, Mm -hmm. Uh, but then what happened is it it leaped itself, so then gays belonged at Facebook or gays belonged on Twitter, and so they didn't need a special site, which is really kind of interesting when you think about it. But the concept of being able to voice and have sort of a call and response is really an interesting one for a TV show to think about. Um, so and, then,
6: and, and one of the things that I loved about it is that we wanted it to be also a repository for people's stories,
1: mm-hmm. for yes. people
6: to tell their That's stories. Right. And yes. so that at 3 a.m., if somebody was having an anxiety attack about their identity, they could go on this site and read the reams of other people's Mm -hmm. stories and perhaps be comforted or inspired in some way.
3: Well, I mean, you think about TikTok, that's what that is. Mm -hmm. People telling stories to each other and some weird and some Mm -hmm. interesting and some just dancing. Like, it depends on what it is, but it's the same concept of what you're going to do. But you also didn't get as much feedback. Did that start to make you nervous, all of you? Uh, Because, for example, the controversy you got was around trans, whether you were depicting when you were—we'll talk about diversity, hiring, and changes. At the
5: time, we didn't get the controversy. Mm -hmm. There were a few people that might have taken issue with the portrayal of Max, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't a controversy back then. Right. Or it may have been you just didn't hear it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So go ahead, finish what you're saying. But I mean it's it's really in retrospect become a controversy. Mm-hmm. Because now the rules have changed and we know better. And mm-hmm. I certainly know now that the way that we portrayed Max is not okay. Mm-hmm. But We didn't know it then, and we went to great lengths to try and do it right. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, people seem to forget the world was different in 2005, Mm -hmm. and it's very easy to sit there and and look back and point the finger and say that was wrong. And yeah, it is in 2020, but at that time, that's what we knew,
6: Mm -hmm. and that's the knowledge we all had. It's like looking back and seeing Jeannie Crane being cast in Imitation of Life. Right. It's absurd. Right. But Absolutely. at that time, people didn't think about it, Didn't I think about it.
3: All right. When we get back, we're going to talk about what's different between then and now and what the new show is doing. We're here with Eileen and Jennifer Beals, Catherine Menig, Leisha Haley from Showtime's The L Word, Generation Q. We're going to take a quick break now. We'll be back after this.
0: Startups. You don't need to settle for a cumbersome banking experience to protect your money.
7: the world's largest marketplace for freelance services. In the fast-paced world of business, every decision counts. And when it comes to hiring, there's no room for guesswork. That's why Fiverr has developed solutions for businesses to make outsourcing projects simple, quick, and compliant. You can gain access to curated talent through Fiverr Pro's catalog of top freelancers, organized by skill and experience. Streamline your projects with a user-friendly dashboard where you can track progress and collaborate with your team. And for anyone needing the highest level of white glove service, Fiverr Pro's project partners can manage multiple freelancer engagements for you. Project partners will outline requirements, assemble a roster of freelancers, and manage a schedule to ensure your deliverables are completed on time. Ready to scale smarter? Visit pro.fiverr.com to sign up and use code FOX for 15% off any service. That's pro.fiverr.com. and use code VOX.
3: Okay, we're back with uh, uh, people from the L Word Show Times, the L Word <laughs> Generation Q. The people are Eileen Chaikin, Jennifer Beals, Catherine Menig, and Alicia Haley, uh, who had been in the original show and now are in this one. So, what afterwards, when it ended, when the whole thing ended, were you in jail at the end of last <laughs> one?
4: <laughs>
2: Personally? No, I mean, no, no, oh, no. no.
3: Um, <clears throat> No, that we did
2: a we did a spin-off that didn't get picked up, where right. Alice was falsely accused of Jenny's murder, and it right. was a prison pilot before Orange Is the New Black, where I was right. sort of the fish out of water. See,
5: we were always
3: ahead of the <laughs> time, <laughs> <laughs> but you would have been wacky schemes in prison
4: rather yes, than you're sure. a
3: pioneer Eileen. It's it's a pioneer, Always, yeah. a pioneer. always like ahead of So, yeah. so you, all went, you all went off. That's right. She was. You had this idea for Handmaid's Tale, which then later you passed on to another producer. Yeah,
5: but I actually. In that case, I remained connected, connected to the show. To it. Right, I had nothing to do with Orange Is the New Black. Right, but Handmaid's Tale, you did 100.
3: Yes. percent So you went off and did more things, including being the showrunner for Empire. Yes, another big hit uh, on a network, really, a more of a network uh, situation. The network. network, Fox. Yeah. Fox was uh, a I try network. not to think of Fox as anything, but um, <laughs> but uh, so you went off and did do, doing things. But you had thought about coming back to this, or because you were thinking of movies.
5: Well, I. Never thought the L word was over. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so much a part of our lives that I knew that it would live on in some way. And then we did the reality show, right. which was my idea, but it, I, I'd never done reality television, and I'm, it's not really my, my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but— That was, you know, I was I was involved in that one. It sucked. But then I moved on and I wanted to do more stuff. But still. (laughs) But But it's
4: admirable
6: that you try different
5: things. you don't stay in your lane. You
6: figured out what's not your wheelhouse.
4: Exactly.
5: Exactly. But but Kate and Leisha and Jennifer also believed that the L word wasn't over. Right. And we would just talk about it from time to time. Should we make a movie? Should we do... And I sat down and started writing a treatment for a movie at one point, but I like television better, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so we just kept kind of pushing it off, but never letting it go. Mm-hmm. But they really were the ones that at a certain point just said, this has to happen. Right. There is nothing so, else... So- and I remember I went in, we went in with my friend Jenna
6: Menking and, and showed you all the comments and the, you know, she presented all these different algorithms to track all the people talking about the L word. Still and, being talked about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it said it,
2: it also that it didn't die within the fans' hearts. I mean, even walking down the streets, so people were always coming up to us and like, when are you coming back or why did it stop? You know. Well, then <laughs> because
4: it started to stream. It started streaming on uh, yeah. Netflix. And so <laughs> all these people were, were discovering it for the first time.
6: And then you start to see the world change, mm-hmm. yeah. and you say to yourself, oh, there's all these amazing stories we could right. be telling right now. right. So you all do
3: but you went off and did several series, correct? Mm-hmm. There was and some movies and yeah. some movies, yeah. And you went, went back, back to, to m- music. Went back Not to music. Not the smartest idea, but that's what I did. <laughs> and I and, and I did see you on Silicon Valley for one, yes, two or thank three episodes. You. Yes, that's right. Um, and then those are those are nice guys. they were nice I guys. I loved it. Yeah. And then you were on a series. You you've been on a series that was a pretty big hit. The, yeah, I was on Ray Donovan. Right. Right. For right. six, six, seven years. Yeah. Right. But but you had still all thought you wanted to do this. And you wanted to be exe- to be the executive producers of it correct have the control of it yeah, or that, not yeah, yeah well, but that course.
2: was also
5: gifted to us by Eileen yeah. it was not a gift it was it was a reflection of what happened of how mm-hmm. the show came to be in this new iteration and the roles that you all played it was we we all did this together it so years. i think it's important it to
6: a- have that position to carry the legacy yeah. to maintain certain the uh, way ideals, it was. Yeah. So
3: what, when you're doing that, when you do drag an older show into the future, essentially, you know, I don't mean to say. Oh, my you goodness. Know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. You <laughs> <must> have, when, <laughs> you when you an old shit up, donkey <laughs> that's you drag anywhere.
6: Under. <laughs> When you're dragging that old Listen, donkey. You know, you know <laughs>
4: what I'm saying. Yeah, it's try when to revive the you, corpse. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: How do
3: you think about that? How do you think about refreshing it and thinking about the uh, the new way to do it? I, how, w- talk about the like the process of going in. What did you, What are the things you said, we have to do it this way, this time?
6: Well, you're trying to figure out who are the new characters to tell the new stories. Right. And how do you incorporate those new stories with our stories? And where are these people in 10 years? And then you go on the hunt for somebody who can help tell those stories because Eileen was, um, you know, beholden to.
2: Also, also, I feel like it was... First, important to figure out where we've been after ten years. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be interesting to even watch.
5: Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. There right? was never a doubt in my mind that it would be interesting, but it was. But figuring it out was really challenging. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's the most exciting part of it. Mm-hmm. It's you know the thing that, as a storyteller, the opportunity to create these characters who have such vivid lives, and then to say goodbye to them, and then ten years later to come back and meet be? them again, right. mm-hmm. and you know. Everything that happens in 10 years, I mean, as Jennifer said, the world changed. We went from not having marriage equality to having been through Barack Obama's presidency and then, you know, marriage equality here and then federal marriage equality. I mean, so many big, big things that happened that affected everyone's lives. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what happens in a relationship in a career over the course of 10 years. Mm -hmm. So it was really fun to meet these people 10 years later and talk about what they've been doing. Can you talk about the idea behind each of
3: your characters of what yours makes the most sense, Kate, that you became a famous... Hairstyle. Does it?
4: Oh, yes. Wow, that's interesting. interesting. It does. Because I, I have to be honest, I actually question that. What I don't did know you if want I like to do? that Choice so much. Really? What mm-hmm. would you have wanted to? What, where would you think? That's well. That's the, that's the hindrance of Shane is that she's such a nomad. She could be anywhere. Right. So, and uh, so it's kind of it, it's hard to find her anchor. And I think I gravitated to her being successful because we saw her down and out for so many mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. We needed that that shift. But once you have that shift and you have that power and you have that freedom, all right, well, then, well, now what? What, what are the stakes? So mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I, I can't say, I can't say I'm sold on it, but I can understand why it happened what that would, way. What would be, would have been another choice for you?
5: Well, we may be about to see Kate oh. make that change or Shane. Or or Shane. It's okay. No,
4: I listen, I get called Shane on a daily. <laughs> I'm back to that now where I get stopped <laughs> and I'm just called Shane constantly. It's okay. totally fine. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe it could, we could have seen that happen. Like but what would be your that. choice? Like, what, what would you have been?
3: What? Like, a, you're not an internet executive. I mean, no, like...
4: God, no. No. Something, no, God, no, no. God, no. No, like something... No, no. I, like, I like the fact that she's a hairstylist. Right. I like that. I think right. that's a... I used to think that was... Um, that that could get a little um exhausting. I thought it was
2: a weak choice. I know. thought it was
4: a weak choice, but now I'm thinking back actually I'm like actually that's a good choice because it gives that character movement and action and it gets her out in the world and engaging with different mm-hmm. people. And mm-hmm. I'm I actually want to go back and explore that to be honest. And rockstar girlfriend, which would be her wife actually. Yeah, and the beautiful rock star girlfriend. Right. That you know, we don't yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. All
3: right, uh, Leisha? There two up, I, there's still two episodes. No, I get it. I get it. I wish there were more. I, mean, I want to um, know about yeah. why there's eight.
5: Well, I'm yeah. just saying, uh, yeah, yeah because it's not it like we—it's—yeah. But we can tell you why we only made eight episodes. Yes, I will. Right. In a second. So Leisha, I was right.
2: very clear on what I wanted because I thought it was kind of obvious where Alice was headed. I think after Dana died— um, she was really never the same and sort of threw herself into her career. And mm-hmm. she was on a, a talk show that was much like The View towards the end of the series. And mm-hmm. she had been a journalist and a radio show host. Um, she would have been a podcast person. But so we thought in the last 10 years she had a very successful podcast called mm-hmm. The Chart based on, you know, her her chart. Mm-hmm. And that I eventually uh, sold that to a network and they bought a TV talk show version.
3: Mm-hmm. So me, essentially.
5: So it's you. Uh, we just changed <laughs> her name to Alice. And, yeah. Yeah. and she doesn't wear sunglasses at all. That's true. The time. Right. <laughs> that's next season.
3: And I have, I'm telling you that logo is disturbing. I'm going to steal that. Disturbing.
2: It's great. Look, I, I, honestly, the art department came up with that, and I loved it I the love second it, it came Do across yeah, our yeah, desk. Yeah. We were
6: like, what? It's great. <laughs> what? Okay. And I love the mashup of the, the bet. Logo that because we've uh, made yeah. hats for everybody, yeah. The mashup, and, uh, yeah, good. The mashup logos. I want to get
3: into your office as a mayoral candidate, but okay, this beautiful, your gorgeous office as a mayoral candidate <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> I've never seen such an office <laughs> from a politician, but why a mayor? Why a mayor? I don't care, it's Hollywood, it's good for me.
6: Well, I think that that's. You know, I was working. I always say I, but Bet was working in the in the Office of Cultural Affairs, and mm-hmm. as an understanding of that Had office and knows director. how it works, and has always been involved with politics. Provocations was a political show. Um, mm. You know, going in front of Congress and and testifying, basically. You know, she's she's always been political, and I think that. After the breakup and after Kit died, you know, I think learning about the opioid crisis and seeing how it led potentially to the homelessness crisis and understanding how all of these issues are intertwined and wanting for the sake of her sister to do better, to be better, and mm-hmm. for us all to be better mm-hmm. was really important. And so it was a way to bring the emotional and and give a platform for The thoughts and feelings that were going on,
3: and I mean your role now. Explain your role. There's a showrunner for the show. Yes, and she has decided the direction, presumably, largely
5: with you know in collaboration with her partners here. Right. Right. But always the notion was, if we're going to bring back the L word ten years later, that somebody knew somebody. I I hate to say younger Mm because. Age has nothing to do with it, but and just yet it does. But go ahead.
3: <laughs>
6: My kids know things I don't know. But go
3: ahead. Yeah,
5: that's
6: but you, not, could write,
5: okay. you could write. You
6: could write. You could still, 100%. even if you're not 17, you can still write a 17 year old. Of course. Right? So I think it's a matter of having somebody who's intrinsically connected to those stories. Mm-hmm, Perhaps it's mm-hmm. easier for them to to um, access to them, take.
5: and also you know, we're we're taking on this proposition of telling multiple stories right. about LGBTQ life. Nice idea to let someone else with an experience of LGBTQ life sort of lead the charge because there are so many different ways of coming at it. So when I first proposed this to Showtime with Jennifer, Kate, and Leisha more or less kind of, you know, poking poking me from behind. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I called Gary Levine, who's the president of Showtime, and said, what do you think about bringing back the L word? And he said, but you can't do that. You're under, you're in an exclusive overall yeah. deal with 20th television. And I said, well, yeah, but I shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. It should be some, and I actually did say, some young lesbian who still dates, um, <laughs> who's got something, <laughs> you know, who's out in the world, who's who's saying, like, you know, going to the things and doing the things and who knows what's going on. And, you know, I'll remain attached as, as an executive producer, along with Jennifer, Kate, and Leisha, who will reprise their characters, but this new person will come in and tell their stories and also so build a new ensemble around them that reflects some different experiences. Right.
3: And also diversity. This is like every mm-hmm. episode. It's like check, check, check kind of thing mm-hmm. and people who are being cast. How hard
6: did you guys think about that as producers when you you wanted this? Well, thing? we wanted to reflect the conversations that are going on now, you know, and and it's just so important to have that representation. We The one thing that we knew going in was where we would be, where Shane would be, where Alice would be, where Beth would be. Those, <laughs> when we were meeting with potential new showrunners, that was the given, okay? And so then the question became, what did they, how did they want to incorporate you know, these new stories with... Into those Yes, yes.
4: Yeah. Also, diversity, it's... We're in 2020. That's the bare minimum of what we can do. Exactly. Like, what's important... We'll talk about that. What's important is character, mm-hmm. I think. So, um, I mean, I don't think any of us deserve a pat on our backs for diversity because this is the world we're in now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: It was a given. It was simply understood yeah. that the new but show... continues to happen again and
3: again. Scarlett Johansson gets cast in everything, no matter what the character is, you know, or something like... But it's not like a new... Well, friend. but she's also amazing. She, she is amazing. But at the same time, every casting now has changed. The idea of what casting is and mm-hmm. who should be in the roles. When you have a trans role, a trans person should play Absolutely. it necessarily. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and just the other day, Barbara Broccoli was doing James Bond, was like, I'm going to always have a man here, but it doesn't matter if it's a man of color or whatever. It's just an interesting debate mm-hmm. going on within casting circles. Do you, do
6: you think it's no, actually changed? Or? What's the, what was the Bond thing? Oh, that she was that.
3: saying it's never going to be a woman. There could be a double O, but not 007. Double O seven's a man. Mm. So sorry, Jennifer. You'd be excellent. Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you would make That's it. good you, casting. I know, isn't it? She would make. So, so when you think about the idea of casting has changed, how do you look at that? Because it has been a largely,
6: you know, again another white, you know, male dominated. I think it's so exciting, mm-hmm. and when you go see Hamilton, for example, mm-hmm. it blows everything apart. Everything that you presumed about what should be, it just blows it apart. And so when you're looking at uh, characters on the page, you can flip it around and make it male, female, trans, non-binary. It it opens so many doors to creativity, too. Um, I just get really excited about it. But what becomes tricky is when you're casting is figuring out um, how people identify without... Asking them, you know, you right. can't—I I don't think that's appropriate. To
3: ask them meaning what?
6: Well, to ask, you know, are you gay? You can't ask that when somebody walks in the room.
3: No, I get that. But what you're looking for, what you're trying—do you think it matters to audiences God, that, yes. that part of it? That they, they know behind the scenes It does are trying— I don't
5: think it matters to audiences, and these are, these are subtleties. I don't think it matters to audiences that the actor playing a gay character is gay or— straight or bisexual. I I think that that particular facet of personhood doesn't matter to the audience, but it Mm -hmm. certainly matters to the audience to see diverse representation. It matters to the audience that trans actors play trans characters. There is a difference. Hard to articulate exactly why or what that difference is, but we understand that there's a difference. Although, interestingly, you have a trans
3: character who is, you don't, isn't playing a trans character, and you have a trans character who's playing a trans character. I don't think
6: actor. that's the new territory that you're right. trying mm-hmm. to, to, you yeah, know, it's change. Yeah, it's
2: almost like when you do something for the first time, you say things like you just said, I, I noticed that you're checking all the boxes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. always what happens. And right. in a couple of years, it won't be an issue. We won't be talking about it. All right. I mean, I was the only out gay one in the original, mm-hmm. and it, I wasn't cast because I was gay. No. Right. You were not.
3: You were not. <laughs> You were not. No. It's the comb. I
2: think it's about who... (laughs) No, in Uh, spite uh, of the comb.
4: In spite of
3: it. No, I
2: think it's tricky. You just have to find who's right for the part that always comes down to that. Well,
3: I want to end on this one. The idea, you know, one of the things I'm going to be talking about later today with Franklin Leonard and some others is the the, because of these controversies around the Oscars, which we'll talk about in a second. But one of the things, they're always so surprised when a Black Panther does well or Wonder Woman or (laughs) a woman's movie does well. And it's like, oh, it's like an outlier, when in fact it's because they're not addressing those audiences. People aren't, see like you're talking mm-hmm. about, they're not seeing themselves in the mm-hmm. stories, and then they're not seeing themselves depicted by the right people, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. or people like them, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it has changed, and then you get the feedback loop of Twitter and everything else and you start to see
5: movements happen. Well, and there's so much nuance within the issues of representation, too. The ways that people look, the ways that people behave when playing those characters, the actors that—I mean, I won't get into it. It's its too tricky. Okay. <laughs> I don't get it. You it is, know what, a, though, too? What's interesting is that it's not
6: just, you know, the issue of uh, diversity in representation of actors. It's the issue of diversity and representation of critics, mm-hmm. too, and, and across the board and, and executives and mm-hmm. writers, and that there's a synergy there to create movement. 100%. You know, so— Hopefully, all of that will will get which traction to. Which is something too. presumably
3: you've done in your writers' rooms and everywhere else. You're Absolutely, because one of the things that I've been arguing a lot is the reason the internet's not safe. It's because it's designed by people who've never been unsafe, and so they don't oh, even understand. Right. You know, if you've never had, if you've never been uh, a person of color or a marginalized person or a woman, you do not understand necessarily. Um, which I think is is. It's not an indictment on these people. It's that they. Why would they know?
5: Well, and it's natural that people in positions of power cling to their power and go to great lengths to protect, you know, and to create a bulwark against anybody else taking any of that power. But it's got to happen. Yeah, it's got to. Sometimes
6: it's done even unconsciously. It's not even a conscious.
3: Oh, I love. I I, see. I call it conscious uh, bias. I think people do know what they're
6: doing. Really, you think people are trying to protect their power? I think Regardless. They, they're willfully ignorant. Or is it just that they see themselves in someone else and they go, oh, I'm going to hire you because you look yes, like me. Yes,
3: yes, yes. Well, that's where I, it's like, in Silicon Valley at least, and I think it plays out in Hollywood, is it's, they talk about being a meritocracy when it's a meritocracy. Mm. You know what I mean? So, anyway, Yoda. Thank Yoda. you, Yoda. I will tell you the other tech things you need to know when we get back. <laughs> when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, producing in the modern age and also uh, some news that they have about things they're doing um, and that they also got a second season. And uh, you'll tell
6: me where that Twitter pin is. I
3: will get you the Twitter. We'll talk about the Twitter pin story in a minute. When we get back, we're here with Eileen Chaik and Jennifer Beals, Catherine Menick, and Leisha Haley talking about Showtime's show, which just got picked up again, The L Word, Generation Q. Okay, we're here with Eileen Chaik and Jennifer Beals, Catherine Menick, and Lisha Haley talking about Showtime's The L Word Generation Q. One of the things that Jennifer reminded me of a party I took her to, a Twitter party at CES. <laughs> I, when we were all at CES, when you were introducing our chart with, uh, of all people, Les Moonves, oh my God. Oh, wow. Jennifer
5: good. and I were part of Les Moonves' keynote speech. He trotted us oh, out and us on stage. Jesus,
3: oh, yeah. that guy, good riddance. You don't have to say that, I can say it. Um, one of the things we did is we went to this Twitter party, and uh, Jennifer charmed the Twitter pin off of several one Twitter executive. I think it was Dick Costell, I'm not did sure. I, I yes, we do. No, All no, he was like walking kidding. to, to give it Las, Las Vegas me. like
6: during CES with you. Was like walking were, to, with Elvis. There were two great moments: is that I I introduced
3: her as a an eBay executive because people <laughs> sort of recognized her. I said, Oh, she's a eBay. You know, she's a well known eBay. And everyone was like, Oh, yes, yeah, an eBay executive, which was funny. And <laughs> then you we did not take me to that party. What no, no, I did not take. You to that party, but I will take you, you to another you internet party. Yeah, was there. I was, and in any case, um, we were there. And then the second part was the um, was the idea, the, the, the stuff we did talk about around uh, technology when we were going to Sundance or whatever. So, when you're producing this now, what is is that? Do you feel the pressure from uh, virality of using the internet? What is what is like as producers? Do you think about? Like you were talking about, you don't care about any of the story, but it does, the distribution well, matters. You have I, Apple I, here, I knew, you've got Netflix. I knew
6: enough to keep Tina coming back a secret, mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. know, so that there could be a buildup, right? Because there there are so many groups that love this couple so much, and they were very angry that she wasn't there, and you know, she wasn't there because Laurel Holloman has gone on to become an extraordinary painter with mm-hmm. a, a very meaningful. Uh, international career and mm-hmm. was not available. So I knew enough to hold that back so that when it did come out, it would just be like a lovely surprise and mm-hmm. a gift that that people could celebrate online.
3: But when you're thinking as as producers and actors and creators, now you have Apple TV. You've got you know Jennifer Aniston over on Apple TV with the Reese Wizard Spoon. You've got Netflix, which is producing something every five seconds essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Google's going to be getting into it more significantly. You know, and Disney of course has bought Fox, and so uh, it's Peak TV, and 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 it's Disney Plus. So it's not just Peak TV, it's Peak Content, really, in a it's, lot of ways. There's just,
4: but it's there's. So much content.
3: As a producer and an actor, how do you look at that now? Like, yay, it's good for us, we get to be in everything? Yeah, I think it's overwhelming, but if if you don't make a good
2: TV show, nobody's going to watch, no matter where you put it. So I think that's...
4: It goes back to story
6: Mm -hmm. and constantly Mm -hmm. going after story. And I think the difference in the piece of the puzzle is really that uh, social media is is like another arm of letting people know that the story is there, mm-hmm. and talking about different parts of the story that yeah. perhaps weren't addressed in the episode itself. But it's really, you know, letting. It's the evangelical part. Well, where there's you're letting a social media the part, news. which
3: doesn't create the content, and then there's all these tech companies now as content creators, as as funders. About uh, do you try oh, what are saying? In, in yeah, I, I get excited about. it. I mean, yeah.
2: I I think there's a lot more we could do, and and we have a lot of ideas that we could. It's almost like how, how our chart, like how Alice had the chart, and it became something real. I think there are things on the show that could become real.
4: That Dana's could be a pop up <clears throat> bar. Right. A yeah. Bar. Um, there right. could be
2: a real talk show. There could be.
3: You know, so talk about. It. so explain your thing, what you're thinking about doing, because what 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 happens is that that everyone's an entrepreneur. You're, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, and in the old is. days, you all got I think I called you overpaid salaried employees at one point you should be more entre- <laughs> I was trying to get you to be more entrepreneurial. <laughs> yeah, um, and so uh, so the the concept of what I was doing in reporting was being the word is reporterpreneur, which is the worst word on the planet. but the idea that you have more agency that you—within Hollywood now, that you didn't used to have to just be sitting on top of, you know, these giant corporations sitting on top of you. So talk a little bit about that. What are you What are you doing? So you guys are going mean, to be entrepreneurial now.
5: We're very entrepreneurial. It's entrepreneurial. Um, <laughs> anyway. um, ironically, the thing we're doing really goes back to community and FaceTime. All right. Okay, it, so people goes, in person. It goes back to people and being able to touch one another— literally, Mm -hmm. in person. But not in Um, a Me Too kind of way. No. No. Just just a a handshake. Yes. Maybe Maybe a a hug, maybe from time to time. A hundred percent less
3: sexual harassment. Um, Okay. Yeah,
5: I mean, there there are lots of other tech-oriented opportunities that I'd like to think we're going to be taking advantage of. But the thing we're doing is just um, an idea that Leisha, was it was it you, Leisha, who had it initially, or yes. the three of you together? Well, I I knew I know a woman who was
2: in the convention arena, and we've been talking for years. And I approached these guys about let's let's do something surrounding the L word. Mm-hmm. So we're we're launching something soon. What? Tell me what it, Tell me what it is. It's called L Con. Oh my and god! And it's we're we're gonna start. Oh, <laughs> you like the title? <laughs> yeah, I do. I have to think about it. Um, we're going to start as a night, and we're, we'll be touring all around America as well as Europe, I'm, I'm assuming, um, where we have a panel. We get together, we bring ourselves plus some cast members and talk about everything Elward centric, do pictures, autographs, and then eventually over time grow it to a, a, a broader idea.
3: A,
5: a lifestyle brand, Holy yes.
3: William Shatner, tell me more. <laughs> you, do you approve, Karen? I do. I think it's interesting. I'm, okay. you know, I'm not going to immediately lick you up and down like many people do in Hollywood, but I like the. I like.
4: I think oh, it's a great why, idea. That's why we I, like you. Yes, exactly. Honesty. I
3: like. I like the idea. I like. I think you. I think analog, as you know, I've been doing events, and we're doing live versions of this. We're doing live versions of Pivot, um, and we did one that my partner and my other podcast, Scott Galloway, we sold it out in. 14 seconds, oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because people are desperate to see us in person and nice. interact with us, mm-hmm. and we get mobbed by people at these things. And it's a, it's really fascinating that the analog, I think it's critical to have an analog. Mm-hmm. People want to yeah. meet you, and they want to ha- get some value from the, re- there's a relationship now between uh, shows and people now in a way that never existed. And there's a
5: truth and a trust that takes place in that analog space that maybe is different in a digital space. Mm -hmm. And you've always been our guru for all of our business (laughs) ventures, so we're we're looking to you. Well, no, but it's a great idea. I'm not
3: sure if I like the name Elcom, but I kind of do. I think I do. I have to think about it. No, I like it. Actually, I do.
4: It's, okay. it's simple. It's simple. <laughs> it, it gets to the point. Right. I like a simple... Yeah, what else I, I, are we going to like call a, it? Come on. Right,
3: yeah. So so the idea is that you would go on in these in these shorter term kind of things. because 'cause they're, they're Sure, has, it's that like theater-sized venues. I mean, Star it, Trek has had that. But, sure. But this is like a podcast tour. I've seen podcast tours sure, of and yeah. less fame fill up right. theaters. like the one. And in, we'll film them
2: and, you know, put them online, but... It's really about the connection with the people. You could even do topical things
3: on yes, of exactly. that week. Because I think yes. that's what's really important. One of the things that's is, like the, you, you'd you have to enter, even though you all don't love to move into politics, but politics is the oxygen right now in, mm-hmm. in today. And a lot of th- issues on your show, and by the way, you're running for mayor, like homelessness. You don't have mm-hmm. to necessarily go right to Trump and be like, uh, you, if you don't want to have an opinion about him. But you, you're talking about homelessness on the show or you're talking about... Income inequality or you're talking about whatever you're dealing with on the show. Um, Social equity
5: is always going to be a central theme for all of us, whether we hit it head-on or whether it's just in the kind of ethos mm-hmm. of the stories we tell. Yeah, topical. And I think agreement.
6: we talked also about having guests come, you know, guests who yeah. aren't necessarily on the show. Exactly. But who, Yeah.
5: Or you can
3: bring past guests, too. Like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm sure Jane sure. Lynch is doing nothing. So, <laughs> Jane, Jane, I just talked to her last night. Um, they uh, Jane is was a character on the show. Amo- yeah, yes. a character. Yes. She, but great. She was yeah, she's uh, great. fantastic. Uh, she and was then went on to do uh, Glee and other things. Um, but you could bring back uh, old characters. Yeah, because you your pal... Rapinoe. Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino would be. She'd be great. She'd love that. Yeah, she was on the show. I noticed that. Did you like interviewing me? Are I did. You kidding? I, I, I did two podcasts with uh, Megan well, Rapinoe, okay. but I thought, is she doing copying? <laughs> well, nice I'm playing you, but I'm yes, a little I behind see. you. I have to I see. see what you do. That was <laughs> you. you did a really nice job with her. <laughs> She's me great. Too. She's a terrific person. Fantastic.
2: She really. She is. She was my number one uh, first guest idea. You got yeah. another yeah. big one coming up. I
5: have, I one have to one say, the one that's the
4: one I'm most excited about. I think. Yeah. Me. I'm Yeah, that was excited. very I was so and I'm I was really so surprised mad we got her. It's amazing. Um, I, well, I didn't that I didn't show up day. that set. What? To, yeah. to, to 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 introduce myself. I think she wants to meet you. I will introduce you if you'd like. Do you know who we're talking about? No, we're talking yeah. about, oh, so I'm, not talking not about I'm not talking about Megan, I, because, she's amazing. Because I'm
5: not I think you knew Megan a little bit. I did a shoot working. with Megan
4: a bunch of years ago. So we've met Megan. This is a
5: surprise. Ours has there's one coming up.
4: one other guest that comes in I think it's in the finale.
5: Pelosi No. Pelosi. <laughs> Pelosi. But no, bring people like that. why that's, not? That's when Shane is going to run off with Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, for you know what? What? all right. She's a uh, badass. Let yeah. me just say. Yes, she is.
3: I know her very well. She's a badass. And what she did she's this week, uh, awesome. you guys don't have to tell you about what she did this week, was so
6: brilliant mm. in all terms time. of she's, she's playing yep. 3D chess and You're everybody else really playing is. checkers. Or we can get AOC to come in and talk along. about the green... New Green Deal, yeah. Green. AOC would be great. Yeah, that would be I mean, you know,
3: that's what I mean. Make it topical. Like bring yeah. in real people in real life to have, yeah. like, to give people a real show and value. I think it's a great idea. I think you'll be multimillionaires from it. It'll be really good. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Well, that's laughs> not about that, <laughs> Jennifer. I like this for you because you've always been not sort of pushed away social media, so pushed away. Like you, you were just, like,
6: I put my toe in the water. Yeah, like, like photographs okay. and things this like is that, all right? And people. What's amazing is the community. Yeah, you know, and how people meet each other. On on your feed and and uh, get to know one another and sometimes get married. And mm-hmm. for a while, do they're I? always doing wellness Wednesdays, and, and Jennifer which started a, talking mostly service.
5: about...
6: Well, that was another thing we were going to do, actually. Remember that? Whoa. Never mind. A dating We'll talk service. about yes. it later. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh. but Jennifer,
5: in yeah. my perception, always loved the L Word community deeply and has been really engaged. She's just cautious about where I'm shy. I'm the shy right, one, yeah. yeah. Right, right. I think but I, but it's, I,
6: um, I love the followers are amazing.
2: Like, you'll post a picture in the forest, and then, you're like, where no one could find you. But, you're <laughs> like, but I'm <laughs> Well, because here. that's yeah.
6: where I am. <laughs> <Exactly>. I, <laughs> because I just love being in the middle of nowhere. That's my favorite thing. Although, do you have an iPhone? The hermit. You have an iPhone. Oh, the only reason I have an iPhone is because I went to your... Birthday party, and someone saw me with a BlackBerry and performed an intervention. Yes, immediately. That was <laughs> <life>. <laughs> I think it was. Um, <laughs> by the way, there are significant locations probably still
3: on on your phone right now, but I'll just no, turn them no. off. No,
6: no, I turned off all no, my. No, not
3: You don't know where significant oh, locations. We're going to oh. do the deep dive. We're yes, we're going to do the deep do, dive. I'm taking off significant locations. Okay, you know, Apple thank does you. track everywhere you blink. TikTok,
6: TikTok, it. TikTok, TikTok.
3: Do you now? Let me finish up talking about sort of some of the things you guys use from a technology as as actors and think. I want to think about media when you think about how it changes. If Amazon came to you and wanted to do a big show, you would be happy taking Jeff Bezos' money and stuff like that. You feel good about these tech companies coming in and doing yeah. uh, doing I mean, The invest- money
5: we take is dirty no matter where we take it from. Uh-huh.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. that's just, that's just right. a fact of life. Mm-hmm. What about if Facebook wanted to make something?
4: I did, so, I, it depends on I, I what the con- Facebook. It depends on you what it's yeah, I don't, content Yeah, I'm not on is.
3: Facebook. You're not. Do you use Instagram? Mm-hmm. They own Instagram. I know they do. Yeah, but you don't care. That one. I mean, who cares? like yeah. like Eileen said, everything's dirty. Right. Okay. What, what All right. So do? when you think about media and where you're going to be, so you're going to do live events, the shows themselves. Do you do you see yourselves doing a podcast and things like that? Are you trying? We've it? talked about that. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we've, t- we've,
4: we've 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 talked about doing um, an after an an after an, an after,
6: after show. show. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a great well, idea. Well, the Elcon is so scalable and the whole.
3: A hundred percent, and you could then do it, Just this is just an idea from the top of my head, for other shows. Mm -hmm. If you get the the infrastructure in place, you can then plug any show into it.
5: And I feel like the four of us, too, will do many other things, and some of them together. I mean, Jennifer and I have another project that we're producing, Mm -hmm. and I think about working with Alicia and Kate all the time on other projects and I just have no doubt that we'll do other things some of which might emerge from the L word and some of some might be whole new cloth and you all think about that all the time. Oh yeah. Oh my God, yeah.
3: Yeah. So last, let's finish up. You got the second season. You're doing. You did eight shows, which seems short. And so
5: the reason that we did only eight shows is because Showtime is one of the truly good places to make television. They're just. They're so humane. I don't know any other place that would do this. They made. They ordered eight rather than 10 because the new showrunner, Marja Lewis-Ryan, and her wife were having their first baby. Oh, wow. And they wanted to give Marja a little bit of breathing room. And so they said, we're just going to do eight episodes because we think you can handle that and have a baby. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And also, we didn't shoot a pilot first to wait to see if it got picked up. We went straight to series. So yeah. everybody was learning along the way. Mm-hmm. Right. Some and so what others. does
3: the next season mean? Ten. ten. more. Ten more. And where do you hope it goes? Where do you all hope it goes in terms of stories? Is there any areas you really think are important? Jennifer, why don't you start? Well, I definitely
6: want to continue the bet, Tina. Uh, co-parenting story, mm-hmm. um, but we're, we're going to talk about that later this evening. Actually. We are. <laughs> we, do. we have a dinner. No, I mean, we're
5: it's talk a, about we our have a, such yes. early days. We really have no idea where the stories are going to go. We just know that you know by the time. The last are you going to win air, the mayorship? Do you think? Is it? Do, are you going to be
6: mayor?
5: Yeah. Let's see and find out.
6: Oh, that would be. That's a lot of work.
3: But
2: this was a first season show. I think we have a long way to go. Yeah. Um, and we really wanted to give Marja all the room to tell her stories, and we let her do that. And I think that now we're—I think it's about really building H- what we it started— and making it bigger and better. What
3: about for your character? My favorite scenes are you and the kids. Yes. (laughs) They're so perfectly awkward. They crack me up. Well, we've opened up
2: polyamory, so I'm I'm interested in exploring that a little further because it's such a great opportunity to tell so many good stories. Um, I don't know if that's going to be Alice's comfort zone and where she lands, but... I don't think we're done exploring it.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, with just the kids. Oh, just, just the kids. <laughs> you and your awkwardness around the kids.
2: It's, it's tragic. Are you in that situation? Because <laughs> you're playing it perfectly. No, I never wanted kids. Maybe it's
6: showing.
4: <laughs> really? I'm Shane all... was great with the kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of my favorite yeah, Shane. scenes is when Shane's dealing with,
6: with your, your son. When he's you know what I realize sick? is
4: that yeah. the whole yeah, this so season, funny. this is like, this season, Shane says, oh, I don't want to have a kid. I don't want to yeah. have a kid. However, and I know this because the fans have brought it up. Like, this is, like, you, you can't put anything past the fans. Right. Like, they're just too damn smart. Mm-hmm. And they all go back, and they're like, wait a second. But she babysat, she took such good care of her brother, and then, mm-hmm. and, and then they brought up a season where you and I are having a conversation, and you ask me if I want kids or if Shane wants kids. And Shane says, yes, I do. Oh. So it's like someone back. didn't do back their homework. Back to the Because <laughs> it was on videotape or something. You had
3: to go back. God, I so, don't
4: even remember that. Do you remember I didn't remember it either. Fans did. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can't. I'm, I'm, what season is that? I don't remember. I don't. You should ask the fans. They'll be like, oh, it was this episode. I know. But I don't think so that good. anybody
5: should expect Shane to be completely consistent. No, sure. of course not. Right. You, you yeah. don't have to be consistent. There's a moment. I suppose
4: so. I guess a lot could happen. So in you ten see, years. kids,
3: ten. I'm having all the kids for I'd, all of you. Is what's happening.
4: <laughs> Do you really want to see Shane straddled down with some kids?
3: You'd look adorable at a baby
5: Bjorn. It would be nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe
4: for like an episode or two, and then oh, you're yeah. like, all right, can't well get now get rid what? Of them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So then you're like, all right, now what?
5: I don't care. We're gonna watch you be a mother to a baby, story and we're gonna steal. We're gonna steal everything it's about so your story, easy. and I'll organize so, a shower. for it's you.
3: It's so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> There's no children. No, you could incorporate it. You could do a whole storyline of really old people having babies. I see, it's it's a trend. It's a trend line right now. It is now. a trend. Is there a name for that? for that? What do you tell Old wife? Be, old gaybies. What old gaybies? <laughs> a younger
2: wife to have them.
3: Well, yes, that's true. That's a fair <laughs> point. But Lesbians <laughs> can do that. What's really interesting about me having this baby is everyone, all the straight women over fifty or over forty five, are all like, "I want a baby." Like they suddenly want it. They have well, you, know, you have, seven, to, be, you have to be a lesbian then. That's what I said. I said yeah. you're going to have to become a lesbian and get a You know, somebody could adopt a baby. That's true. That's exactly true. That's true. And in any case. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me move on from this. The last thing is when you think about interacting with the, the, the cast, and I know you don't use the younger, but you have a younger group of things, bringing those together— is that going to be more of the show, or do you have to have these separate kind uh, Well, of
5: again, this is a question that should go to Marja, the mm-hmm. new showrunner, right. but there certainly will be more of it. I mean, I think in our lives, we're not divided, right. and it's the beauty of the show and of community, and especially in the LGBTQ communities. Mm-hmm. I think that we're not divided by many things, certainly not by age, and... We've just begun to tell those stories, and these people are just starting to get to know one another, but I have to imagine that they're going to continue to be part of one another's lives, and some of those friendships and bonds will deepen. And you— go ahead, if it,
2: Yeah, if we don't—if if they don't become closer friends, I mean, that's what the whole show is based on is friendship, I think. Mm-hmm,
6: um, mm-hmm.
3: Then we're missing the mark. And in terms of, of where it's going, you want to do it 10 seasons, 5 seasons, I mean— <laughs> Um, Why are you looking at me? Can I'm looking at you. Because
6: we're right across from each
3: other. I see you, Carol. I um, see you. Never you never see me,
6: Jennifer Fields. I see you
3: right we now. We want this. We want this to go on for quite a while. Yeah, and I love this idea. I got to say, now I'm thinking about it. Well, yeah, geriatric. it's that always hard to get cut <laughs> short.
2: Geriatric.
6: I mean, even the
3: six <laughs> no, seasons. So. <laughs>
6: Cheating in the old folks.
3: Home. <laughs> you know what? Old folks home. A lot of Are shit crazy. goes down. I know, They're crazy. I know. They're crazy. Don't even they're think they're wild. That they're wild. It's wild. It's <laughs> wild. I know. <laughs> Hell for a generation. That's, that's that'll be the tenth something. season. Well, and that's going to be a, a new business
5: opportunity too. We're going to be yeah, problems. You
3: know, right? Exactly. You know. You know the new. What's the, the new? I just realized because I just did have a baby. But the new generation is called Generation Alpha. I think. Alpha, alpha what? is what people being born now. Because my kids are so Gen Zs, uh, not millennials, and then the next ones are alphas.
6: Alpha. Do we have to name them? Who yes, names we them. Do, Jennifer Why? Why do we have to? You no, we're them? not
3: getting into this right now. All right. No, honestly, In any case, it's part guys, of the problem. I, I, it's
6: part of the divisiveness.
3: Okay. All right. Do you want to get into that topic? No. Why not? Okay. No. 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 Uh, are you going to be watching the impeachment hearings today? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) There we go. Speaking of divisiveness, Um, I'm not going to get into politics right now, but I hope you win your mayoral race. I'm really excited about this show. I love your idea. Alicia, I love your idea. Well, it was our idea. You are a tiny little Bill Gates. This is really great. He's he's not really entrepreneurial, actually. You're a tiny (laughs) little Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) You're Marsha Zuckerberg. <laughs> 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 no, I like the idea. I think it's great, actually. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on the show. You guys are great. You've always been great. And I think the show is terrific. It's really doing well. And congratulations on being picked up and all your ideas. And thanks, Mila Thanks, Kara thank thank so much. Thanks. Thanks. It's
4: so good to see you again.
3: Thank you. You can follow me on Twitter at Kara Swisher. My executive producer, Eric Anderson, is at Erica America. My producer, Eric Johnson, is at Hey Hey ESJ. So let's go around the room. Tell everyone where people can find you online. Eileen first. Um, guys, it's horrible. you got to remember.
5: Eileen it. Shaken yeah. on Twitter. At Eileen um, Shaken. A, at Eileen Shaken. You're welcome for that. Um, thank that you, hand. Kara. <laughs> <something> Kara said it <laughs> up. At the Jennifer
3: Beals. At Leisha Haley. At Kate Menig. All right, good. And anywhere else for the L word is, what, what does it have? Um, show S-H-O
7: underscore.
5: underscore.
3: Oh, my God. The uh, yeah, L we, word. We, they tried to make it
5: easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Is that right? Yes, Did I get that right? right? you'll right. find it. Just put, put it, as a a like find it in the search. Find the uh, Jennifer,
3: the old tech person here. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, and make sure to check out our other podcasts, Pivot, Reset, Recode Media, and Land of the Giants. Just search for them in your podcasting app of choice or tap the link in the show notes. Thanks also to our editor, Joel Rave. Special thanks to Garden of Sound in Los Angeles for hosting us today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Recode Decode. I'll be back here on Friday. Tune in, in then. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
6: The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of
1: digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more.